Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, everybody? How you guys and gals doing? Thanks for the birthday wishes yesterday. Had a beautiful birthday. Had all the grandbabies over. You all rock with all the birthday uh, wishes. Today, I have a very special guest on today. And we're going to be talking about a lot of very, uh, very serious topics. One that really means a lot to me, and I hope it means a lot to you after we're done getting educated about this subject. We're going to have Blue, the outlaw feminist, right here on YouTube on, and she has a lot of experience in the Portland area. She is an exotic dancer, and we're going to talk about the good, and we're also going to talk about the dark underbelly of that profession so let me bring in blue we're here what's up blue how you doing good really good it's good to be here thank you for having me oh no problem man i'm looking really forward to talking about uh this subject good and me too. one of the things that i noticed was you've been in the business for a very long time so you're going to be able to give myself and my audience uh, here on uh, Spotify, Apple, all the major pa- platforms about the issues that a girl could face in this type of business if they're not educated. So let, let's hear a little bit about yourself. Let's hear about your channel, your mission, all that good stuff. Okay, just a little tiny bit about myself. Um I was born in 1967, so I'm an old head by now. Um, I started dancing when I was 35 years old when the Twin Towers went down and my the back end of my software company fell out with it. And I was going through some crazy stuff and I needed somewhere to work that I wasn't super accountable. And I learned a lot and I did security in downtown Portland as a bouncer And I really enjoyed being a dancer in Portland because it was part of our culture and it wasn't, I wasn't special that I was a dancer. I was just somebody that lived in Portland and from Portland and that's what we did there. So I went through some nutty stuff with a motorcycle club and came back and had to make a decision of what I was going to do with my life. Was I going to completely turn around and go back to being suburbia and taking a knee and pretending like I didn't care? Or was I going to dig in and fight for what was good and what was the right thing to do? And was I going to vindicate myself and that 
I am, I am down for the little dog and I will do whatever it takes to help. And in 2015, that's what I decided to do with team blue. I started a stripper company and we hustle for those that couldn't hustle for themselves. And we made our tits and their tips count. And anybody that came to me and said, Hey, I want to raise money for this. I said, ladies, you're on. And 20 minutes later, we'd have $500 rounded up for whatever charity or organization needed us. After COVID hit, I found out some things that were happening in my town that were disturbing. I went to reach out for help and I couldn't find any. I couldn't find anybody to help because it was so dangerous and so complicated and it turned into just me. And so I did a whole bunch of things trying to make this work and fighting sex trafficking is what I found. And I did a whole bunch of research about laws and Supreme Court decisions and constitutions and the Miller test and obscenity. And what I came out with is that strippers came out of the the First Amendment without any rights. We came out labeled as obscenity. Obscenity doesn't have any civil rights. And so therefore, whatever you do to a stripper, it's game on because they don't have any civil rights. I took offense to this. What kind of, not to interrupt you. No, go. (laughs) You mentioned something that was uh, a big cause with Larry Flint. And that was in his days in the late 60s, 70s, is where they would throw that obscenity and uh, low morality charges at him. Right. Is that something that you're talking about right now? Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's, and, and you have to remember that Larry won. And so if Larry wins, now you have to think about this. If Larry wins, having the right to distribute images of women, where do those images come from? Nobody ever thought about the, the origin of those images and the origin of those images were sucked, those are human beings, and they were sucked into the obscenity issue. So we have women and men, I mean, that are considered obscenity by the by the letter of the law. And I think we all have to agree that that's not healthy. Like that's not a thing. So, but anyway, that's that's super complicated stuff. It's and I get real sideways about it, and you want me to stay. Right. Okay. When you first started off in 2003, you said, what was some of the challenges going in to that kind of career? What's some of the challenges you faced? Okay. So the challenges that I faced were um, only personal. I had to go into that career because I had a crazy ex-husband and children that were chasing me and made me lose my great job. And they were getting like, it was a mess. And being a stripper sometimes for most of us, it's the only job that we can keep. Cause if they mess it up in one club, we can just go to another club. We can hide, we can move. And so you have to remember that those girls in that club, and I hate to spoil it for everybody. They're probably suffering. They'll never tell you that they are. Cause that's a terrible hustle. That's a terrible hustle. Maybe we got this and I'm strong and I'm do this, but that's not accurate. Cause I know what those girls are making. So mm. 
It's my, my, I walked in there as a full grown woman. I had suffered three very great careers. I had raised five boys. I was, I worked in high schools. I worked as a legal secretary. I was grown. I was, and I was ready for, I had, I, I gave birth to the most dangerous things I've ever met. I wasn't worried about a dude in a club. Mm -hmm. Now, what about uh, somebody who say 18, who's a little naive about the business. Have you seen them being taken advantage of, say, with the owner of a club or customers? Exclusively. Exclusively. I won't talk to those girls. I mean as I can be to them. I do not want them to feel welcome. I do not want them to feel like they are comfortable there. I want them to leave and go try. I want them to try. They are not safe. I've never met one that made it out safe. And I am mean to them. Yeah. And what do you mean about being safe at that young of an age? Because everybody else that they're going to run into predators will find prey and they walk in as prey. So not all men, not all strippers, not all pimps. No, excuse me. Not all club owners, not all waitresses, not all people are predators. But in that issue, in that situation, uh, 99% of them are, maybe 90% of them are. Everybody will take advantage of them. The waitresses will rob them. Girls will take their customers out from underneath them. Men will make them do more than what they're supposed to do. Club owners will make them do things to get better shifts. When you, when you find somebody like me, cause I'm the top shelf, I'm the, I'm the top tier. So when you find somebody like me, I don't have to He like the last club owner I worked for, he begged me to come over because I was a draw because I could handle myself and I could ha- like, I could handle the situation, but there was never any, we shook hands and gave each other the big guy nod. When we walked, there was no thing, but that wasn't the case with 90% of the other girls. Mm-hmm. Do you think the club owners bear some responsibility or lack the morality to say, hey, we got an 18-year-old girl here fresh out of high school or going through college? Because a lot of exotic dancers, they put themselves through college and law school. But Some do. Some do, yes. But do, do you think it's the owners of these clubs that are the top predators and you have to say to yourself as a man, like I got daughters, I got granddaughters and I can't just, I can't see it. I can't see how a full grown man would take advantage of somebody so young. So remember that we're all different. And if you watched my very first video about the Mongols, excuse me, I talk about conditions that start adding up. It's not a thing that put those girls in danger. It's several things. If a club owner allows a woman to come in, dance, not be assaulted, not be allowed to prostitute herself, not be allowed to solicit, be very protected, and that girl is bending over for a dollar, she's going to make it out alive. If one of those things changes, everything else just tumbles. And Mm -hmm. then she's in a terrible situation. So 
Do you know a man that wants to make money that's always going to do the right thing? Or a woman? Remember, this is capitalism too playing playing into it. People mm. want to make money. And they and this whole thing, well, she has the right to do that. Yikes. That's kind of the justification that they're using. And I don't know. I can tell you the Greeks at Acropolis treated us with nothing but respect, but they weren't messing around. Uh, we were worked like dogs, but nobody ever got to hurt us. Nobody ever got to make us afraid. Nobody ever got to come to our work and, and, and make us afraid or harass us or threaten us. So I'd rather, I can work all day. I can dig ditches all day as long as I'm safe. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you kind of slipped up there and I think, this is one of the areas of dancing that unfortunately starts happening is a girl's going to get put out the roost, as I would say. Tell me what uh, that means. Meaning prostitution. Oh, yeah. I don't know a girl that works in Portland that isn't anymore. And how would how does that actually make you feel as a senior level top tier uh, dancer having to see this kind of stuff? Okay, I have to say I have been too. Any time that there is sexual activity in there, and and I'm going to make not obscenity, not somebody's version of it. When somebody in when somebody can be unsafe, biologically unsafe. That's what I call sex. I have accepted money for that kind of sex, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I sold my time. And then I, I do it a little different way because of where I am. So I've got to be real careful not to put myself way out. Like, like I'm, I'm, doing so, I'm talking about something that I don't really understand. What happens is the moment that girls the moment that women have to be assaulted at work as part of their job, it's this much more to just go ahead and do our own deal on the side. I, mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost nothing more. We just got assaulted for $3 for 20 minutes on stage, right? So doesn't it make sense to just take that dude's offer and go back to his motel room? Because the owner doesn't care. Right. Because that right. because remember, sex tourists come to that club because they know that happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you bring that up and that's a very legitimate debate that this country, I think, should have is legalized prostitution. Do you believe that would be safer than underground? OK, so there's all kinds of theories on this. Sure. Legalized prostitution would be a much better situation. Decriminalized prostitution is not safe for women, no matter what they think. It is not safe. Okay. So, but what I think we need to do is figure out why these women end up this way. Because, for instance, that awful show like Soft White Underbelly, where they're talking to these poor women. They would rather do anything than this. There's no mm -hmm. prostitute you're going to run into that say, I'm going to take this motherfucker to right to the end. I'm me and my walker. They're always trying to get out of it. And the ones that say that they're not, you'll hear it in another interview. They are. 
nobody it's this is and here's this is hard work because you have to mess with the back of your brain and the front of your brain and they're always in a fight because the back of your brain wants a man to take care of you and protect you and not let anything happen to you and the front of your brain says if you let this happen he's going to work you over take his money so that is if you think about it that is a heck of a note for a woman to have to go through and there's several conditions that put her in that situation. It it wasn't just one day, you know what I'm going to do? I'll be ho. That's a great idea. No, that was the best option she had with the conditions that were put in front of her. And that, and that's why you see a lot of stronger women in the dancers field. And I would have to say a lot of the dancers are entrepreneurs where they're real smart with how they run the hustle, how they run their money. Uh, you know, I, I, do you agree, disagree with something like that? No, I think it looks really good on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't, um, I can name. I will have to think about it, but I will absolutely try to think of the women that I know that have done something with what, they did in the industry. Okay. I'm the only, um, I'm broke. I'm broke. I am below zero, but I've done more than anybody that I've known. Like okay. what I've done for other people. I mean, the moral worth that I've given or the ethical work has been a hundred percent worth it. And I took a huge financial bath, but I right. financed this other girls just finance nonsense. This was my nonsense. They have other nonsense because they're younger. I didn't, I didn't want a man. I didn't, I didn't want that. And that's a lot where their money goes. Okay. Uh, before this question, you just brought that up. Do you think some of them feel like they have no choice as to go with a man that they see coming in the club, throwing dollar signs? Is that where the relationship usually goes is from a dancer to a client recently when women started prostituting themselves that's happened but it is stripper 101 that you never ever 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 see a client outside the strip club because then you'll have to see his client outside the strip club okay see we're learning a lot of stuff here a lot of stuff yeah this uh, old school stuff and this brand new swack sex worker all strippers are sex workers I bought into it too. I bought, everybody told me, these are your rights to be able to be mauled at work. Aren't you glad now you're a sex worker? I'm like, I am? Oh God, I've got bigger fish to fry. Like, I'm like, just assault me so I could go give money to charity. <laughs> right. Uh, one of my uh, longstanding uh, followers has a question uh do you do any dancers hold back on prostitution because of some mental block if they do like you're saying in the club or do most cross that line i can't say most i would say that the only thing that i've seen on social media with the women that I've worked with, with the slut walk stuff, with the big push to decriminalize prostitution is that, isn't it great? We all get to be prostitutes. Nobody cares that we're hustling this stuff and taking it outside the club. I haven't seen the opposite of, I haven't seen 
the old school way anymore in Portland. Now I now, and remember I worked in, I worked all over the United States and like I worked in Oklahoma, I worked in Hawaii, Hawaii was wild, Guam was wilder, but it didn't have, it wasn't wild for me. It was wild for the other girls and it was pretty, it it, kind of had some crazy stuff going on. So as what happens is every time a woman or you or anybody's exposed to a new weird thing, their norm becomes different. And so they're exposed. And so now they're in a new crowd. And if you watched my, one of my videos, I said, if you're not an outlaw and you're not in their orbit, you don't belong there. Well, eventually you get pushed into their orbit. If your conditions start act, act adding up and your opportunities start going away. Mm-hmm. So I would say, I would say I would be, it would be hard pressed to be only a stripper in today's day and age, because remember those dudes have access to free porn online and access to prostitutes because now they can't do back pages. And now all girls are just on Instagram swalk. I'm working at this club tonight. I'm a sex worker. I'm working. Mm-hmm. How or is only- that not how is that not advertising? Right. Or OnlyFans. OnlyFans, they do it a lot. Yeah, too. it is. I mean, I think that it has gotten really sideways. And I think women are in big trouble. And I don't think they realize they are. And I'm a mom and my spidey senses, my mom's spidey senses are just going off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you said you traveled uh all over the country. How is the different dance clubs and the way they operate uh, the different rules, or is it the same stuff uh, say from Portland to Chicago to LA? How is it there? No. Is it any different? No, Portland has a very particular constitution that protects obscenity. So for instance, you, we have full liquor. You can, I mean, even legally, you can be this far away from a vagina that is bare in front of your face. That's totally legal and not dangerous, you know. Um, But like in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you have to wear pasties and two Mm G-strings. But their clubs, the clubs that I worked at there were much more um, financed and lots of lighting and, you know, big DJ booths. They were way more classy. Portland's kind of lowbrow. Like Portland's lowbrow. Even our good clubs are a little lowbrow. Now, what would you consider a good club versus a bad club? In what in what area? Say more words. Well, say in Portland. How do you how would somebody distinguish between a high class gentleman's club and then a, a low class type of environment? uh on the low end where does the girls usually start do they usually have to build their way up to the higher class or no no it like i would say the meaty part the meaty part of the money and it's not big money anymore is right in the middle it's right exactly in the middle. Um, the girls are still healthy, but they're not they're not top end they're not top end girls. They're neighborhood girls. 
And that's going to get you, the bars are a little smaller. The, the customers are, feel comfortable in the more intimate um, club scene, club area, instead of having, and like, for instance, the clubs that I worked at work out, I'm highly aggressive. So me working in a little tiny club would I would, I, I would be a problem. I am very aggressive and I walk around like I own the place. So they can't have me in a little club. I have to be in a big club with other dummies like me walking around. Ah, you're not dumb. Uh, holy thug. He basically, that was what I'm, I was trying to get at. I just didn't word it as good as you. What is the difference between a hole in the wall club versus a gentleman's club? So Portland, honestly, Portland's just so much different than every other place that I've ever heard of or worked at. Portland is mostly just hole in the walls and gentlemen's club just has more seating and maybe better lighting. There's, they're all kind of, they're, it's really hard to explain. Portland's really kind of salt of the earth of the strip clubs. Um, Dolphin and Stars were around for a while, but they didn't last. They were uh, bottle service-ish type things, bouncers in tuxedos, but both clubs got knocked down for, for trafficking. So I think that I think that once you get higher, once you get the gentleman's club, they start paying more money for dances and the obligation starts getting weird and the commerce starts getting different and you get a different kind of clientele and in the meteor hole, like hole in the wall club, I think that you just get the neighborhood guys that just need somebody to talk to. And the girls that really aren't their their hustle isn't that tough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where is the ultimate if, there was say Vegas. Is that somewhere where every, you know, a girl would ultimately want to dance at is say Vegas at the cheetah club or in Manhattan or downtown Chicago. Is that the ultimate goal of a lot of the girls? No, I think Portland's the pinnacle. I think anytime you show up from Portland anywhere, they're like, we're not worthy. We are the strip club capital of the world. We really, really are. However, like in Vegas, you have to be ready to pull tricks. That's the deal. You just have to be ready. The bigger the club is and the fancier the club is, those girls that make money pull tricks. The other ones are working. There's... I always had another job, so I didn't have to survive on stripping. If I would have had to survive on stripping, I would have went right there. That would have been easier. It's easier than it's easier to do that for two hours a week rather than 18. Mm-hmm. I'll move off a little bit uh, on yeah. the side. We'll come back to the underbelly. What is your thoughts? Because you had a lot of suburban housewives that always thought, you know, they look down on dancers, but I now did. it is actually in, you find it all over YouTube, the TV, where pole dancing has actually become an exercise for women, an actual competition. And amazing men do it too. And pole dancing has nothing to do with being a stripper. It just doesn't. It's pole work. Just it's, it's an athlete. It's a, it's a gymnast event. That's all I, uh, that's all I can say. And guess who knows how to do some of it. 
That's where I go to fart. (laughs) (laughs) That's as far as the way I can be from my customers and still be doing my job. (laughs) Yeah, I get right up in my customer's face so they know we're going to get paid here. (laughs) I'm not going to sweat and stuff, no. Right. But what was, uh, do do you have any dancer off the top of your mind that really could work a pole? Yes. Oh. Yes. So I don't she's know in how competitions and I cannot remember her name because I'm on the spot right now. But the moment I remember it, I will email it to you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you girls do it, man. You're hanging upside down. You're swinging all over the place. Yeah, I, they do. I don't. I'm I um physical assault and verbal abuse was my that was my shtick <laughs> i didn't do pretty stuff i just will you beat up my friend yes i will <laughs> <laughs> now is the next level you you know you had the uh suck stuff on the side now it does it creep into the porn industry as well as far as a I know almost idea. nothing about the porn industry. I, I just, I, I have five adult sons. And what I didn't know is I didn't have, I didn't need to have that part of my body captured in any way that would ever be anywhere on the internet. They were already having to deal with their mom's tits. So no, I'm talking I, about, uh, you know, girls, younger girls that eventually move into that type of business. I don't think so. Here's the thing. That's not a hustle. There's no hustle associated with porn. There's hustle Mm. associated with stripping. There's hustle, even hustle associated with prostitution. But porn is a contract. So that's a different girl. That's a completely different girl. Now, some will go that way, like Holly Fox. She went that way. Mm-hmm. but but most of them go but that's you have to like really if you don't know anybody you fall like i was in a skinamax film and it was awesome but it was silly just because i knew somebody that knew somebody because they knew i was a stripper cuz mm-hmm. remember i i start getting in that orbit right yeah right. and they just move in in the orbit into the orbit in a different direction and that's mm-hmm. mostly you have to kind of land somebody that knows something about that industry and that's the percentage the percentages of that are less than finding somebody that's willing to pay you to go to go to their hotel room with them right now duke uh he brings up it's tough work and these girls really put themselves out there for a dollar or 20 for a private room show that was from uh duke out there uh, before we go into your causes, cause I'm very interested in talking about your causes. Yeah. What is the back room or private room? If people don't know that. So it depends where you are, where you are in geography, where you are in history. It depends. It goes from everywhere to a girl with, pasties on and two g-strings on sitting on your lap but you can't touch her and she just can sit on your lap and that's really all she can do or like i was at the acropolis for many years and there has there had to be a dollar bill distance but between your customer the customer and the dancer uh but you could be completely naked 
then in Hawaii, you just rented a VIP room and they didn't really pay attention to what went on up there. So it, it just, it's the gamut. It depends where you are. And it depends, honestly, I feel like people, sex tourists will find places to do that. Dudes that want to be entertained and just have a good time, they'll find those places. There mm. is a gamut still. Not all strip clubs in Portland allow full-on assault and prostitution and sex in the back rooms. Mm. Some don't. Right, right. Yeah. Wow. Am I answering wow. your question okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're doing I'm awesome. Sorry. Now, let's talk about your channel. That You yeah. know, let's talk about who the outlaw feminist is, what you're trying to get across to people. By the way, she is on YouTube. Get over to her channel, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. But let's find out who you are as a person and not define you by your career. Let's define you. Who are you? Okay, this is going to sound weird, but since... I was a little kid. I was put on task to make sure that everybody around me was okay and I'd be okay later. When that's kind of built into my DNA and I just kind of always, when I was 17, I started just getting kids put in my lap, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm 26 with five children. That's a lot, you know, and, but I always knew that I was on the radar to make sure that people around me were okay. And that kind of just became the only brain path that I had. And I knew that to help people, I had to keep myself, I had to do the right thing all the time. So when somebody called my, my character into question, everybody around them would say, yeah, that's not a thing, dude. We, nobody's ever heard that about her. So I really did put myself in a position to be okay. And I had to, I did a lot of studying to make sure that I was emotionally okay. And I kept moving forward and growing and leveling up and helping. And one thing that I realized is the more I help people, the more control I had of my personal situation, because sometimes we just feel bad that we don't have any control. And when I, when I see people in that position, I'm like, you know what, go find an unhomed person, go buy them something warm, give them five bucks, give them a joint say I'm sorry that they're you're going through this man and just walk away because that will make you feel like you had control of that guy, guy's happiness and he got to be a person with you just for a moment wow. so that's kind of my thing just I I believe that to help people you have to sacrifice some choices of yours to save some of theirs you can't just do this stuff and this stuff and this stuff you have to do real stuff and I've sacrificed a lot of my choices to push my agenda forward to make sure that people around me can be okay. Mm -hmm. And what's that saying that not, uh, not more, you know, more people don't think that way about helping others where now it seems like in society, it's a me, me, me thing. And what you just said was perfect. It, it gives you a lot of outpouring it makes you feel good it, it makes you control maybe some of your own demons but no downside what is, about, what is it about society that can't get that 
Well, they're conditions that stack up. It's, it's not a thing. It's many things. We got, we all gone on a selfish path and we have to own that. We all got on a selfish path. If you are using somebody else's story to make yourself money and not making sure that part of what you have done and your gift, your superpower to, to get a story out there and make sure that people are good and, and know stuff, you have to give back or it just keep, there's no foundation that's built the sand just keeps piling up underneath it. You must give back so you know what it feels like not only to take, but to give because that's 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 like you can't do only chest day. You have to do back day. If you don't do back day, you're going to get an injury. Very And you'll well get an said. emotional injury if you don't mm. give back. Well, let's talk channel. Yeah. What got you into doing your own channel on YouTube and uh, Instagram and all the other media platforms? What got you started and where do you want it to go? So I have tried for two years to shut this sex trafficking, this state sanctioned sex trafficking thing down in Portland, but attorneys are involved. The ACLU is involved the state of Oregon agencies are involved and the problem is too big and too complicated. And remember, nobody can hear me because obscenity doesn't have a voice in the constitution or in laws. So nobody can hear what I'm saying. I'm a stripper. So I couldn't possibly know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I'm going to do a blog. And then I tried to hire somebody. And this is another thing that happens. I don't know what I'm doing. I try to hire people and they put me in these terrible positions and take my money and blah, blah, blah. And eventually I was just like, well, I bought all this equipment and now I've got to make this work because I was told you will sell. And I've signed, I've been shopped before for like um, documentaries and docuseries. I signed a contract 20 days before COVID shut down um, for the stripping industry in Portland and where was I going with this? Ah. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh and, and the thing of it is, is that I was put in this position that I was told you need to get online because people need to see you. And I, I just had to do it. I just had to do this because I was told nobody wants to read anymore. So I need to get out there. Well, the thing of it is that I already went, I'm not going to be a stripper anymore. I shaved my head. I stopped taking care of myself. And I was like, oh, I have to be pretty again? Ugh, gross. <laughs> Makeup and everything and eyelashes? Damn it. <laughs> what does that say about society, though, where people have to expect something like that out of a woman? Why can't a woman just be herself and tell a good story? This is the reason why, because society is up here and this is where we trigger the things that we like and don't like. It's okay. It's okay. It's hard that that's the way it is, but we need to remember as a man, you want to look at a pretty girl. It's fair. That's fair. Okay. Because why would I do all this? I'm not into chicks. Like this is for dudes. I know that. You know, so we have to recognize that we're thinking with lots of parts of our brain and there's lots of conditions that stack up. But the thing of it is, you know what I get to do? I have a superpower. I was born with a pretty heart and a pretty face. 
and a pretty attitude and all those together, those conditions that stack up, give me a voice. But if you take one away, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs> Trust me, I'm screwed. <laughs> Duke says if men and some women, people in general would just listen to some of these girls' stories or why they are doing this stripping, they would be more to try to help a person. If they I would think just the listen. best thing to do, what could you do to help? I mean, really, you have to stop. We have to really get our heads around what help means, what bad means, what good means. There's very few bad around the industry. They're people that are falling into circumstances, okay? If they weren't in those circuits, they don't see it and they don't, they're, and they're looking through rose colored glasses and people are dying. Like people are, women are dying in Portland. So, I think that what we need to do is just recognize that we're frail and we're going to screw up and that's okay. And we just need to do better next time. That's all. That's all. Instead of doubling down on dumb, like that's, and that seems, that's my biggest issue is when American people find themselves screwing up. They're like, well, I'm in it now. (laughs) Just stop. I do all the time. I can, t- I can name off 400 things that I've done wrong in the last two weeks, because if I recognize them and think, okay, why did I do that? Then I don't do them anymore and I can get on my way and I'm not looking behind me anymore. And I don't look behind me. I don't. Right, man. Awesome. Now you ride your own motorcycle. I do not. No. That's a lie. You don't. Oh my oh, God. Man. No. You are a liar. <laughs> I am a liar, man. That must have been somebody else. No, <laughs> anyway, you know, I ride. I, I don't need a bitch seat to ride. I can ride on a fender for hundreds of miles. Yeah. How, how is the dancer business and bikers? How do they go together? Because I think I've heard you say that, that they go one and one together. Ooh. No, bikers don't. Okay, so I love bikers. God knows I do. But they are hustlers too. They ain't trying to pay. You know that too. So no, they don't go hand in hand. You guys aren't our money. (laughs) Gather club. (laughs) (laughs) When you guys walk in, we're like, God damn it. You're going to scare all the customers away. (laughs) We'll deal with you. Is we'll that true? Like, do we'll bikers like twelve bucks from the whole of you? It's okay. We just know he, it's okay. Yep. Yeah. Plus, you don't have any money either, and you have old ladies that have your like. I already know. <laughs> so bikers are cheap. <laughs> no, I just think that they a lot of times have old ladies, and they're spending a lot of money on being a biker. <laughs> true enough. True enough. Is that fair? Their do priorities are a little a, different. A lot of men that now bring in their old ladies with them to the clubs. In Portland, it's very common for women to be at our club because our our economy and just our social structure allows for that. My wife, China Dog, blows you a kiss. <laughs> I know. I was sweating her the other day. I was like, ooh, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was spying on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about your cause. Let's okay. take the last 15 minutes to talk about your causes. Very interesting ones. Uh, go ahead. Throw them out there. Okay. Tell me what you mean by causes. Help me help. Because that you me- try, as you, you try helping others, you know, uh, as far as charitable, raising awareness, that kind of stuff. 
Okay. So what everybody usually knows about me is that they need my help. All they have to do is call and I am, I'm boots on the ground without even asking like kind of a moron. Sometimes I'm just out. I just, I'm gone before any questions are asked. I'm like, where are we going now? But, um, I need to, there's some things that have come up from my past that I realized that I need to help people with. And I realized that my voice wasn't big enough. And when I had to kind of sort out what thing I would do first, and I realized it had to be the sex trafficking thing first, because that affected more people. Then I could move on to high schools using immigrant kids as gladiators, because that is absolutely something I'm going to talk about too. Um, I have uh, intimate knowledge of high school coaches destroying children's lives for team points. Um, but also I need to get to my kids and anybody that knows me knows the only thing that I ever care about in my life is my kids and my kids, my, my youngest children got dealt a crappy deal. They got, they just got dealt a crappy deal. And I, I've got to do all these things before I can get to them because for sure nobody cares about my crappy kids. Nobody cares about a stripper's crappy kids, but they're going to care about a stripper that helps stop sex trafficking. And they're going to help. They're going to care about a stripper that helps migrant children. And they're going to care about, they're going to care about a stripper that helps people that have been attacked by racism. And they're going to care about all those things. So I can take that with me to go help my kids. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. Politicians, do you think they use you? Not me, they don't as, care. As far as pushing their own goals, saying, you know, this should be this, that should be that. Do you think they really care though? Or well, is it just I, th I think that I think that they're just like everybody else. I think that there's a lot of them that do, a lot of them that used to, a lot of them that would like to. I think they're just human beings that are have been put in a position that we all would have failed if we would have given been given the same chance. We, mm -hmm. none of us, none of us would have been president without taking some payoff. You can't get that far. So all this woo woo and this guy's this and this guy's that they all have to play the game to get there. It's called politics. That's one of the reasons I could never be a politician because Anything, anybody that anybody knows about me, I don't split loyalties. I'm black and white and may the bridges I burn light my way. <laughs> <laughs> What's the blue team? Team blue. So when I had a little falling out with my second husband and there was this little, we had a little internet fight and there was this, there was kind of this little thing that was going around team jenna or team blue and it all fell out and everything went away and it was total stripper drama but i thought you know what i like that and what we do i, I and it's easy you want to you want i told those girls you want to feel powerful you want to feel control you want to have access to ask a dude to a dance go ask him to donate to charity bully him and then you're already in you've already bullied him for three dollars Go bully him for the rest. So we just use that. We used our hustle to help people because that's our superpower. We're pretty. We can talk to people. We're fun. We're engaging. And we can take your money from you. <laughs> well, uh, my, uh, what is it? Modesto. 
Uh, Outlaw has a lot to share with us. She's going to be dropping the heat in her vids 100%. If you're just joining us, uh, we're interviewing the Outlaw Feminists uh, right here on YouTube and been having a very good conversation about the ins, outs, bads, uh, goods of the entertainment industry, as well as learning that bikers are cheap. Uh, <laughs> no, no, your words. No, 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 no. You're, I'm not online. Those are my that. words. No. <laughs> you own that. <laughs> Don't go in there scaring all the customers away. What look that. less mean. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a specific person that walks through the door that's a target? Target for? For a dancer. What is, you know, is, does he have to look rich? Does, is he poor looking? I want where you to take all your tattoos off. Put on a plastic ensemble, some sort of a polypropylene poly something or something with um some camouflage mm -hmm. or something with a professional team's logo on it. You're mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take your kids college fun. I'm going to take the grocery money for next week. <laughs> Are some of these people really naive when it comes to a dancer? They think the more money they give them, they're going to get all that attention. They actually think something's happening there. I think there's all kinds of dudes that come in there. I think there's a spectrum. I think so. There's a spectrum of the men that come in. There's a spectrum of the women that do the work remember you're dealing with all kinds of parts of the brain. And so it, maybe somebody's just had a bad day and they want somebody to dump on and strippers are great to dump on. They really are. And a lot of them will sit there and just let you do it. Hoping that 45 minutes later, you're going to ask for a dance. I'm not the one though. Um, I don't care. I don't care. Hey, within the first couple I do minutes, this. Come here. <laughs> don't be a, don't be a pussy. Come over here. <laughs> How, you know, uh, final couple questions. How is it, is it hard being in a relationship or married? It's, when it's almost dead? impossible. It's almost impossible because, rem well, because remember, they have all kinds of their brain too. And if they're shutting off the brain, the part of their brain that says I care, then they're shutting off the part of their brain that says I care. Wow. It's, it's. It's hard to accept these very scientific facts. This is science. This isn't my opinion. This is just how brains work. I'm, you can't be mad at it. You just can address it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it a trust issue, you think? You will think about how many, think about all the firing your brain would do. You're not special. Are you a jerk? Are you super jealous? Probably not, but you would be because you you can't stop this from being this. You can't stop evolution. You it it is in you to protect her. Nothing about that safe. Mm -hmm. Very but you well. know men, right? You know oh. dudes better than she does, right? Oh yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. So, so you understand the science. The science just doesn't add up. It sure it can happen, but. It is hard and you people have to work really hard at that. They have to, mm -hmm. they would have to work really hard and she's trying to survive what's happening to her at work. If she's being trafficked, like how does this all work? 
you know, mm -hmm. and that dude, I promise you, he's probably not working. He's probably couch surfing and painting his Honda Civic or some nonsense. And, mm -hmm. you know, isn't that sad nowadays? And I talk about that all the time where the question becomes, where's the man at? What has happened to a man who knows to go out there, work, support their lady? It's almost gone now. And well, now I, you're seeing incidences now where the women are actually going out there and having to do this. So let's start. Let's stop for a second. And I'm just going to say something to all you men, okay? You guys need to start checking your brothers. You need to start checking your dad. You need to start checking your uncle, your friend, the dude at work, the guy running his cocksucker about some nonsense that he just pulled on some girl. It's up to you guys that don't want to see women hurt that you have to step up. How about this? Your attorney, there are some sex touristy attorneys out there and it is not cool and they are abusing women. So you guys have to stand up to those men and say, I'm going to choose a side and it's not yours. Get your shit straight or get behind me because I'm moving forward without you. Let bottom feeders go to the bottom. You cannot drag bottom feeders along the high road with you. You're dragging them over glass and rocks and you're, they're going to get killed anyway. Just let them go back to the swamp. Let them be where they need to be and move ahead. May the bridges you burn light your way and screw those guys that are hurting women. Mm -hmm, exactly. Do you find it's more, though you brought up lawyers, do you find it more being those that are, have the money and power to do this kind of the stuff? Ones, oh, I'll send you a document. I've got paperwork. The ones that think they do, the ones that have done the math, oh, this bitch plus that complaint plus this First Amendment rule plus my my bar my bar number means i'm not going to have to do shit i can do whatever i want and she's screwed wow that's what a lot of them think too don't they but think about it wouldn't you everybody does the math i do the math too like i do the like before i light somebody up i do the room assessment how much trouble can i get into <laughs> enough nothing you're done but if i can get into trouble i back off we all do that mm. math if right. we don't, we're right. dumb. I mean, we should be. Right. Well, I'm going to be interested in uh, seeing that document because yeah, I think I, that I'll you. That in a heartbeat. I'm not going to lie. Um, he, uh, yeah, it's not cool. It's not cool at all, and it's not okay. And we need to start checking. We need to start checking the men around us and say, that's not okay. She might be a crazy bitch, but you can't do that. Very you can't well take said. away her choices. You can't take away her choices for your weirdo opportunity. That's what I ask. Damn right. Damn right. China doll. Hey, got China blue. blue. China doll. China blue. I've adopted her. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Team blue. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. So, I, so that's really what I have to say. And honestly, you're for me or against me. And if you try to gaslight me or run me down or you down for doing this show or anything, they chose their side. Let them be there. I love it. I love her. <laughs> Again, get over to her channel it is the outlaw 
feminist. I'm going to give her uh, the last couple of minutes to let her say her piece and uh, throw you over to her channel. Come on. Oh, well, shit. I don't I can't put it in this, but I'm going to have to put it in the video. We're doing all the things. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard doing lives and watching all these different platforms right You're now. Better man than me. <laughs> but go ahead. This is your time. Make your pitch. I encourage all you men out there, if you really care to start putting your foot down and just say, bro, that's not okay. We're not going to do that. And you're not going to mistreat women. Even if you have to take an uncomfortable stand, ladies, it is incumbent upon us to not run each other down and hurt one another. If I see a woman attacking another woman because of her looks or blah, 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 I'm going to, you're telling on yourself and all them dudes know you're telling on yourself that's bottom bitch work. So if you're running a bitch down because she's doing something that you don't like, that's not hurting you, then that's on you for the rest of us. Let's just try to do better. Let's just try to do better. And that's left coast stuff. Let it be. It should be every coast stuff. Let's just try to do better. Come visit me on the Outlaw Feminist. I try to upload fun videos because I'm terrible at doing these videos. If they're so, <laughs> I try so hard, but I don't get them out very You're well all the time. Perfect. <laughs> um, but I really care. I really care that you guys have been so kind to me in my comments because my comment section is a safe place to be. And if you think about it, I've got a lot of stuff to attack just because people are people and nobody comes after me. And that says something about the way that people are, are responding to my message. And I've got to tell you, you were the first one and I will forever be indebted to you. I will forever be indebted to you. Nah, no problem. You know what? I, I love no, your is. message. I really love uh, the conversation. The type of topics that we talked about are real hard. People need to know about them. Uh, thanks for that, Gremlin. Uh, but anyway, everybody get over there. You put out, uh, what, uh, once, twice a week? or I put out a story of my life without law bikers, a stripper's tale, once a week. I try to get them on Friday, but sometimes I might get them on Sunday so they're not very terrible. She just dropped one today, too. I did. Right before this one, so make sure to get on over there. Uh, but go join team blue over at the outlaw feminist, man, become part of the team. You right know, on. Very, she's up and coming. And I really hope that she gets to a hundred thousand, uh, subs in a heartbeat because her, uh, message really deserves it. Uh, so with that, uh, yeah, family life, her page, you to click in the comment section. Her page is right there. Join team blue. Uh, all you have to do, I believe, is click that or copy it. Uh, but uh, appreciate everybody joining the conversation with us tonight. Let's uh, save some really, lives. Damn Let's right. save some lives. Damn right. I really appreciate having you on. We're going to have you on again. We're going to be talking a lot of this stuff. Yay. You know, I love getting into reports and laws and all that stuff. I but think anyway, you're like that report. You like paperwork. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a good rest of the night, everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Rock Thank on. You so